What up, Anchor? This is Made From Scratch, and today's episode is about branded entertainment. So, if you're not familiar with this phrase, um, it's sort of been emerging for the last 10 or 20 years, really, but um, just seems like one of those things that people do and don't talk about. So I think in distinguishing those uh, terms and phrases can get a lot of power and get a lot of value out of, because then when you see something, you know what to call it. Um, So what many people are familiar with is something similar to branded entertainment which is sponsored content and so sponsored content is a piece of content that a brand pays to be affiliated with so you know I was watching a video a couple of days ago on a YouTube channel called Vox and they were doing a piece about how rappers today use triplets a lot in their patterns Um, And as I'm watching this video from Vox, I realized in the top right corner, their Vox logo had turned into a Toyota Camry logo and that Toyota had obviously paid to place themselves there. And that's a piece of sponsored content. So um, how is branded entertainment different? Well, you know, when Toyota shows up in in this Vox video, um, it was very clever. It was very cool, but they don't really have anything to do with it. You know, there's no there's not even a song about a Toyota Camry. There's no song about uh, cars, it's got nothing to do with motors or engines or driving. It was about hip hop. So obviously, you know, Toyota wanted to get after that demographic and they use sponsored content to do that. So how is branded entertainment different? Branded entertainment is different because it goes a step beyond slapping a logo on something. Um, you know, in the minimal sense, the brand has to participate in some aspect of the strategy, the creative, the idea, the financing, you know, there's there's a little bit more involved than let's put our logo on this thing. And the user's experience of the brand being there ought to be entertaining in itself. I don't think anybody watching that Vox video sees Toyota and is entertained that they're there, except for maybe me, and that's because I'm in marketing. So, you know, when a brand is doing something that, like Red Bull is a great example all across the board if you look at what they do, right? Like they've got a record label and they have these events and they really do it up and they entertain people and their brand is there and they do much more than just slap their logo on stuff. They're really producing things. They're really creative, right? So that's an example of a brand whose brand is branded entertainment, you know? So that's an example, and uh, later in the episode, I'm going to talk about another example and uh, try and break it down a little bit more for you. One of the best examples of a really successful branded entertainment campaign and a company that does this extremely well is Lego. Lego is now, I think, the number one toy company on the planet. And think about the Lego movies that have come out and been incredibly successful. The Lego Batman movie. Um, I think there's a Lego Avengers movie. You know, Lego, which has always licensed Marvel and DC characters, are now basically advertising that in the theaters. And I think it's a billion-dollar franchise, the Lego movies, right? So they've turned their marketing and advertising into a revenue stream. And to me, that is the peak capability of branded entertainment is it's a new revenue stream if your brand is clever and creative enough. It's not for every brand. I really don't know if, you know, like a food manufacturer or a furniture company could possibly come up with something um, that big and that long lasting and that sustainable. Now, I'm sure that there's some very inventive people who could prove me wrong, but 
there are certain industries that definitely lend themselves to branded entertainment over not lifestyle brands right if you're trying to become a part of someone's lifestyle media is a part of their lifestyle so it makes sense that you'd find your way in there even food companies and luxury brands um, travel companies like anything that uh, any company that hits people pretty much on a daily basis um, from their product or service Branded entertainment could be a phenomenal way to stay in touch with those people, continue to entertain them, get your brand message across, and really have some fun. But back to Lego, you know, I think that they took a page out of the Marvel and DC playbook because all Marvel and DC movies are very, very expensive, possibly lucrative and profitable um, advertisements for toys and licensing for lunch boxes and all of the things that kids want to play with. You know, it's another way for them to interact with the hero. And so, you know, um, that's a great place for branded entertainment. And I think that Lego learned from that and saw, wow, if we can infuse our characters on the screen, get people out to see them because they're really awesome movies, and then go back and buy more toys, that's a great life cycle for um, for a youth audience, right? So one of the primary examples of a solid, super solid Brandon Entertainment campaign is Lego. One of the issues I haven't seen too many people talking about um, with regard to Brandon Entertainment are the regulations because I think advertising has, you know, pretty, pretty good regulations on what you can say, what you can't say, especially for segments like pharma, um, you know, food, there's a lot of stuff that you can't do in an advertisement and people are really clever with it. And, you know, you see companies like Lego just absolutely killing it, making a really solid product. But, you know, on television, there, there are things that you can't necessarily do and you can't, uh, you know, have a digital ad that doesn't say it's an ad. You have to label sponsored content. But, you know, as far as I can tell, there's, there's no regulation about, um, crediting, a film as being a piece of branded entertainment or sponsored content um, that you have to let the audience know, hey, you're basically watching an advertisement right now. Now, we think that audiences are smart enough, but, you know, producers are pretty smart and writers are pretty smart and um, graphic artists are pretty smart. And it's like you can bake a brand message pretty deep into a movie. Um, I think you see it in Hollywood all of the time. So, you know, on the one hand, this has been going on for a long time, branded entertainment, um, companies buying spots and movies. I mean, Coca-Cola, for God's sake, I mean, they're in everything pop culture, you know, and it's one of those things you don't even really think about. It's like, yeah, of course, they're there. There they are. <laughs> there's a Coca-Cola can, you know, there's a Budweiser beer. It's like, that doesn't happen by accident. You know, these, like a director is not like, we must have this brand of beer, in the place, right? So like it gets there somehow, that brand benefits, you better believe they pay for that. So, um, you know, it's just interesting. Right now it's sort of a free for all and there's a wide open net to cast. And I think that the regulations are gonna have to be built around successful and failing campaigns. You know, we'll see what works and we'll see what doesn't work in terms of um, how to get a brand's message across in a fun and creative way that doesn't end up being um, you know, manipulative or in a way that uh, deals with an audience in a way that we're not so fond of, right? So I think that's a really interesting thing to watch out for in the next couple of years is the regulations concerning branded entertainment. 
Right now, I think the future is wide open for what branded entertainment and entertainment in general, how it's going to evolve. And I think that um, it's going to require a lot of experimentation, people trying stuff, because we've reached a point now with media consumption that is beyond what any person has ever experienced. I mean, the amount of stuff that we can consume, the amount of stuff that is put out there, the rate that it does and it's just it's absolutely insane you know and virtual reality is getting more immersive and easier to buy and easier to engage with and easier to learn and the next generation will have that as just a part of their life wherever it is you know i don't know that virtual we're going to live in a virtual world but it's certainly going to be incorporated somehow and um you know the big branded entertainment opera like like vr is it now the a game or is it the film are you experiencing it are you playing it um does that matter to people that distinction you know what what happens when that goes away i just have a lot of questions i guess when it comes to the future and um the more and more people i see so definitive about the future of entertainment or the future of um brands producing marketing in-house which has to become more entertaining or it it's so self-absorbed that consumers can't stand it um and I think it's also about consumers getting more aware and uh, learning about these things. Because if you know more about how you're being advertised to, you can definitely more easier smell out the companies that are being truthful and the ones that are full of shit. Um, just because something's entertaining doesn't mean that it's true. But I think that we can tell more a cre- uh, from a creative and well-crafted story what someone is all about. Um, and when there's some kind of fakeness behind it or, you know, the sleazy part of advertising, if that comes into play, I think it's more obvious in entertainment. You know, at least to me, it, it seems more obvious, oh, this was really placating to an audience or, oh, that was really lame. <laughs> you know, that part of the script sucks versus when you see something like Lego, like, oh, my God, they just completely killed it, you know, or the way that Marvel has been doing it for years. And I think that the trends of what people um, want to experience certainly change but now that we have all this new technology and these new tools like everyone's trying to catch up from the creative production to the consumption of this stuff um, and now that brands are so intermixed and I think it's only going to get more intermixed uh, because of where all the money is you know Hollywood doesn't have as much money as they used to they're borrowing money from other countries other places um, banks don't want to lend so you know I think that it, things are going to get produced in different places you see uh, places like Georgia starting to produce more and more entertainment it's almost branded entertainment for the state you know uh, for the cities that they produce stuff in so um, I think it's going to be really important for companies to start investing where they're headquartered or markets that they want to attack because if you can produce entertainment and get at people uh, and connect them to your brand it's an incredibly powerful place to be hopefully this has been helpful would love to hear from some folks so call in uh, you can email me at matt at made llc.us you can check us out at www.madellc.us would love to hear from some folks hopefully you're having a great day talk to you soon